It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to MYR DNA, our Father Sons New York Rangers podcast. We share the same DNA. It is currently Friday, November 26, 409 p.m. The Rangers have just beat the Bruins, and we have a special guest here, uh, my cousin Phil, here to do the podcast with us. What's going on, everyone? My name is Phil. I am happy to be here, a member of NYR DNA for the day. Um, in case anyone at home is worried, anyone's nervous, we are blood relatives. We are cousins. The DNA aspect of this podcast is in no way in jeopardy by my inclusion. <laughs> um, I've been a fan of the Rangers my whole life. I've watched them pretty religiously since those Callahan Lundquist teams in the early 2010s. Um, so happy to be here and happy to talk about the team. Thank you, Phil. Now we have a new segment in this MYR DNA podcast. To bring, the, to bring out the new season. It's our first podcast in quite a while. 2021. 2022 season we have a trivia question now i'm going to read the trivia question you do what you want with that info you write it down uh and we will answer it by the end of the podcast now hopefully we don't forget to answer our trivia question tonight how many games did henrik lundquist win when he was awarded the vezina trophy in 2011 2012 so in the 2011 2012 season he was awarded 40 wins, 39 wins, 38 wins, or 37 wins. Again, 40 wins, 39 wins, 38 wins, or 37 wins. We will answer that by the end of the podcast. Or feel free to email us at nyrdna at gmail.com with the correct answer. And uh, a winner will be randomly chosen to receive a brand new MacBook Pro. (laughs) <laughs> we cannot promise that we will send you a MacBook Pro with the M1 chip. So, now that that is out of the way, what is on the agenda? Keep in mind, wait, did we already say that they just played the Bruins? Yeah, I said Okay, that. it's the day after Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, they just played the Bruins. It's the 20th game of the season. We are at the quarter mark of the season, about the quarter mark. Um. So, what's the record? 13-4 and what are they? Three? You should really know this if you I should know. Yes. You got no, I think you're spot on. 13, 4, and 3. 13, 4, and 3. So, I mean, back off. Uh, Damn. All right. What, much let's... better record than anyone could have imagined, I think. Much better record. The stat, I believe, imagined. today was if they beat the Bruins, which they did, they would have the best start through 20 games since 2016, 16. 2017. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. they beat the Bruins. So, that that's an accomplishment, I can say. Yeah. All right. So, what's on the agenda? What's first? What are we? What are, what's going on here? Well... What do we think of uh, the Rangers' play right. right now? All right, let's go around the table. Let's go around the table. Who wants to go first? Listen, early in the season, it's true. I don't think they could find their mojo. Igor did step in, steal the, stole some games. Um, but I think recently they're starting uh, to find their mojo. Um, I think uh, Glant's on his way uh, to piece together a hardworking team. And I got to tell you, I... 
for the first time in a while and very hopeful. Any thoughts? All right, I'll go. Um, yeah, of, of course, I think everybody knows the first few games of the season, I would say the first 10 around, most of their wins were solely backed on uh, uh, Igor Shosturkin. I mean, he was playing unreal, like out of his mind. Um, but yeah, I will agree. The next half of the season, or of what the season is so far, yeah, it's been a lot better. They've really sort of pieced together. I think Gallant's uh, system is starting to take a hold. I don't know if this is what it's going to look like complete, but I mean, uh, yeah, I think he's really starting to have uh, an influence in the locker room, on the bench. I, I don't mind him. I think he's pretty good so far. I think they look good right now. They just pulled out a gutsy win against the Bruins. And yeah, I will agree. I am definitely a lot a lot more hopeful. I've been I haven't felt like this about the Rangers in a few years. Like I think they could be a legitimate playoff team. Uh well, let's hold that. We'll, we'll talk yeah, about we'll that, that later. later. But I'm just I just want to throw it out. That stat that's like, what I'll, is it? I'll allow it. 95% of teams that are in a playoff spot by Thanksgiving rem- are make the playoffs. And every time you throw out that stat, what do I tell you? That it's, yeah, the range is going to be the 5%. That yeah, doesn't... You, no, 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 I don't oh. say that. I'm saying, remember that stat that, the, that you told me about the Mets? Yeah, you oh, okay. to the Mets. Yeah, that one. Okay, yeah, if anyone's wondering. Yeah. It's, uh, what is it? It's like they're the only team to have a winning record by the All-Star break. And to finish with a losing record. All right, this isn't a Mets podcast. But I'm just saying. If it was, we would have a lot to say. If it was, we'd have a lot to say, especially right now. Let's anyway. Get, let's get Phil's and let's get, Yeah, let's, go, let's move. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I have to agree with what Luca and Jack have said for the most part so far. Early season looked rough, especially with the goal scoring. Generally just offensive chances, I would say. But recently things have looked up. And I mean, looking at the first 10 or so games, first dozen games really even – they won a lot of the, those games that they shouldn't have, and considering there was a new coach and lots of new pieces, if you're winning games while you're kind of going through these growing pains, no matter how you win them, whether it's Igor stealing them or or not, I mean, I think that that's, that has to be considered a success. Um, yeah, they've looked definitely better recently, and today a gutsy win. So right now I'm feeling good. We can talk more about future yeah. of the team later, but right now, I mean, they have, what, 20 games, and they have points in 16 of them. Yeah. That's a great ratio. Oh, yeah. Third in the tough division, by the way. Yeah. I think, look, anytime you win games, you got to be uh, happy about that in, a, as you said, probably the toughest division in hockey. So you don't want your hockey team to play its best hockey in November. Um, and the hope is that they're, they're getting W's early, as Phil was saying, early in the season. A lot of it was from, you know, their goalie, who's been unbelievable. Um but you want your team to improve. So I think it can go either two ways. Team's going to improve over the season, which you hope is going to happen. Um, and you hope they don't put themselves in too big a hole at the beginning of the season that they can't come out of that. Right now, or the team doesn't improve. Right now, I think that they have been improving and they're racking up wins. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a really good sign. The team has a lot of holes. Um, everybody knew that going into the season. They weren't a playoff team last year. but. Right now, you have to begin to think and see the impact of this head coach on the team because they still have a lot of holes, but he's not perfect, but he seems to make a lot of, especially during the game, interesting adjustments, whether it's moving guys to a different line. Just putting different lines out different putting times. Di- yeah, and, and he does play the four lines. 
And one of the things they preached about, I know they took a lot of slack for it, and I don't want to rehash personnel moves, but guys have roles now. You, you, you know that there's a fourth line. They know who the fourth line is, and they know what their role is, and that's important. You need that. I'm not saying that, that means they're going to win the Stanley Cup, but I think the team's been definitely playing better with room for improvement, and I think that's all you could hope for at this point in the season. So. I will say, oh, did you with the say? early season um, skids that they were having, it's important. You know, they did get a lot of those wins. You ever hit a skid down the road? They don't ask how. They ask how much. These are wins that you can fall back on, uh, So, which could help. So, all in all, I, I think a really good start to the season. Yeah, I will say, like what Phil said before, you know, if there's going to be these growing pains that come with a new coach and all these new pieces, uh, before everything starts to come together, I'd, you know, them much rather – win those games and they did so and it now it starts slowly but surely it seems to start to be coming together and um oh, i forgot what i was gonna say what were you just saying before that uh oh the roles and stuff i will say that like i think it just started the first time i noticed it was against the predators like way early in the season like the fourth or fifth game but i think even now more so it's obvious that there's it's definitely way more of a team than it was the last year or two, I feel like a lot of the wins they have are team wins. A lot of guys are contributing more. They have their roles. They are contributing to their roles. It's it's more of a team aspect, I think, instead of, uh, I think the last few years, it was just kind of like, let's put Zibanejad, Panarin, and Kreider on the ice, and they're going to do, do it all, which, you know, if they can, that's great. But you want to have a team that's going to go deep. Yeah, I think generally just looking at the Rangers now, they just look like a team that's just harder to play against. And I think a lot of that is, is the more, you know, they have guys like Reeves now, they have guys that are more physical, which, I mean, the Rangers in the offseason were like, we want to be harder to, to play against. And it, so far, that looks like that has been successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how teams adjust to them as the season progresses, but so far, that looks like that has been working out. Yeah, I just like the whole aspect. They seem like they are more of a of a squad instead of just a few lines. Yeah, they relied on extraordinary performances before from, you know, Zabana, Chad, Panarin, and that's how they would win. But now, yeah, they, I mean, we'll get into like some of our thoughts on thoughts on the players, but I mean, they're not getting extraordinary performances uh, every time they win a game from those guys. You know, they, they, you know, they're playing well. Panarin's playing well now, but they're getting production from other guys. It doesn't have to be the Panarin and Zabana, Chad show. I mean, yeah, Kreider's having a great year, but, it definitely seems like a more balanced team, especially the last few games. I mean, yeah, up and down the line, it seems like everyone's sort of competing. Yeah. Everyone is is competing against some pretty good teams. But uh, yeah, yeah, that, but they still have their ball. moments. That's what I mean. They're yeah. growing. They're growing. They have periods where they look against, completely still, lost out people there. People will forget, and I mean, they do have Kreider, Panarin, Zabanajet, who are on the older side of things. But people still forget. They we're talking about growing pains and stuff like that. They're the second or third or fourth. I forget. They're up there. Youngest team, still, on average. They do have a lot of young players. Fox is young. Mill is young. So let's talk about some you know. of these players. Now, who 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 do we see you as... Know. Luke is raising his hand. Whole... You don't have to raise your hand. You yeah, can, this is you can just country. speak. It's our podcast. The whole third line... This isn't school. ...just speaks numbers. Just for the future and for oh, everything. They Which... speak numbers. What does that mean? Yeah, they, what is... They, I mean, speak do you volumes? See right? They speak volumes. Yes. Well, what's <laughs> they third speak line volumes you about? of numbers. about... Say the, which players. I'm talking about mostly Heedle. Heedle. I think Goat had a kick-ass game well, today. Well, scored, Goat had a great game. Well, but I mean, like... I... Well, um... Yeah, don't, since don't Goat... get me started with Goat here, right? No, I know. We, well, we listen, caused that. We're the reason he's playing now. I want everyone to know, everyone, 
if you're listening to this right now for the first time, go back in to our uh, previous podcast from last season, and 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 tell us we were wrong about this kid. I dare you, because I mean, it's since his double ins- dare you since his insertion into the lineup, he's been nothing short of like I don't want to say perfection because I mean he's not, but but exactly. What we thought he could be—he's making an impact. What we thought he could be, and it's only going to get better, I would assume. But I mean, like, yeah, he's—I think he may be the greatest player of all. (laughs) That line, Gautier, Lafreniere, and uh, Heedle—Heedle's playing great. We'll get to him. Mm -hmm. But I mean, since his insertion into the lineup, Gautier, he's been exactly what the Rangers want. It's been great. He's been great. He got two assists today, right? Yeah, and what we've been hearing about Gautier—so much more confidence, so much more. He's got a almost yeah a permanent spot on the lineup with I'm 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 sad that Sammy Blay is out I'm very sad but it's kind of giving Gauthier a chance to step up here he's got knowing uh, no the mindset of having knowing you have a spot every single mind, yeah it's not in jeopardy every, every night <laughs> night I mean that that's gotta help you well it's also I think a big part of it is coach coach you know he knows I mean yes yeah, Sammy Blay got hurt so Gauthier knows he's got a spot now but credit to Gauthier he's made the most of it. Yeah. But I think he knows he's got a coach, you know, if he, he, he turns over the puck or messes up a pass, he, he'll get his shift. He'll get be on his shift the next, the next time his lines on the ice. But also I think it's definitely the coach is definitely in his ear telling him to like, you know, if you have the, uh, uh, if you got to step on a guy or if he's flat footed, you take, take him to the net. And he, cause I mean, that seems like all he does, which is awesome. He does it almost every time he's out there. He breaks past a guy and he'll go put him on his back. And he do he did it last year too. In and the very few year. moments that he played and, and, or got ice time. Yeah, I feel Gautier, you know, he took that game. I feel like he took he did take two stupid penalties. I feel like he never played again. That's yeah. that was the problem. I feel like though that's also the what's working about that third line right now is that three of them are all getting to the net, getting in deep, and then winning battles along the boards. Yeah. There. And I mean, we saw Heedle do that. I mean, how many times today? I feel like every time he's on the ice, he was winning a fifty-fifty puck. Yeah, what was Heedle was playing with speed too? Yeah, Heedle is very fast, fast. but he's He's battling hard. And like, I think since he came back from injury when he collided with Blay, he's been one of their better play forwards. And it must not even centers. So comfortable knowing the mindset: if you make a mistake, you're not going to be. Well, what Kapokako quoted. About the difference He's between David Quinn and, Kal- and Gallant, Kapokako said, "I don't know about others, but at least my own experience is that now there will be more credit. The first mistake does not immediately put you on the fourth line. There's mm. so much more leeway. Gallant knows with these young players that they're gonna make mistakes. It's gonna happen. You can't send them uh, to the abyss for that." So wait, so the guy they brought in to develop the young players wasn't developing the young players? No, sir. Oh. I mean, yeah, but I really can't get enough of this kid Gautier right now. He was developing Brett Howden, he's, though. Yeah, he's he developing sure Brett that. Howden. Yeah, for everyone on Twitter and everyone that's saying, like, you know, they needed to play Brett Howden. That's why they couldn't get Gautier on the ice for a whole month uh, in one game. So, But let's not rehash yeah, that. Let's not, let's I just want to <laughs> let, Let's not pat sure ourselves on the back too much. <laughs> Listen, I don't pat myself we on right. the back like ever. This is one thing I was completely and totally we right on. Right. Let them know. Let them know. I'm going to let them know. NYR DNA was completely right. Everyone else that disagreed with us was completely wrong. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's, not really what, that's what happened. But we want you to listen anyway. <laughs> yes, please keep listening, but you have to agree with us. Uh, so who else do we feel like uh, is either you know uh, um, driving driving the play or 
who else do we feel like is uh, not driving the play so much? Well, sticking to that third line a little bit, I'd like to talk about Loft so far this year. Mm. Um, scored today. Did he have two points today or just the one? Just, I just, think just, just one, the like goal. One. Um, a little bit more active That today, being I said, I, 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 I would like, I know he's so young. He's so, still so young, but I would like to see, I would like to see more from him more frequently. Like I, I think more consistency from him would be major for this team moving forward. Well, uh, yeah. What we've been saying for a, quite a long time now is like, obviously they have guys like Banajet, Panera, and Kreider's having a great year, but what is going to separate them from a good team and a really good, really like great team that can go into the playoffs and maybe win a championship is if these draft picks and these prospects that they have pan out. So, yeah, I mean, of course, I'd love to see more from Laf right now, but you're right. He's 20 years old. He just turned 20 years old. What his issue is, and I think that you've said a lot, Dad, is uh, he's got a lot of skill. He makes some good mm-hmm. passes. He's He's got good hands. Great shot. Great shot. Is his, his, um, issue from our eyes is that you know it's the pace he doesn't move his feet yeah very often or very or too or quick you enough. can you can see the difference in his play when he's playing with pace with yes. pace or i don't yeah, know if you absolutely. want to say more confidence or now, after he scores a goal and then when sometimes he's still tented a about lethargic there. yeah but i mean when he does play with pace when he's skating he is absolutely very noticeable and it's sometimes a little infrequently which is i would love to see more consistency so do you just, think that that's like a confidence thing, or I think I think you know seeing seeing Loft with Kreider and Zabenejad, it, it it was it was tough. It wasn't happening. You know, you put him on with guys like hardworking players. I'm not saying that Kreider's not hardworking, but you you put him on with Hedl and Goat, that line just clicks. And so yeah. uh, it doesn't help. It helps everyone. So it's gonna help Loft. And I think I think it's more of just an adjustment thing more than a confidence thing. Because he does seem like a pretty confident player. Yeah. And I think Gallant has confidence in him. And I think the other players have confidence in him. He seems like he gets along with everybody. They seem to all love him. But, uh, yeah, I think it's more of just an adjustment thing. You know, he's played one game or one year in the uh, NHL, which wasn't 82 games. He's played 20. So let's say, what did they play, 56 last year? So he's played just a, a little bit over one full season right now. And he made that jump from juniors to the best hockey league in the world, the fastest hockey league in the world, the most physical hockey, like, you know, so it is an adjustment. I think that just takes a little bit more time. We saw it with Capo Caco. We see it with all these guys. So I think what are we thinking about Caco? Ooh, what are we thinking about Kako? Point streak ended today. I think he played. Unfortunately, the point streak ended. It would have kept kept going. going. If Zabana just hit, just hit the empty net. Let's get, let's get to, let's get to what we want to talk about. No, wait, 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 no, 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 let's talk about Kako because I like, I like. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, been, I like him too. Right, well, a little tease, though. I think we can. Yeah, you don't know what we're gonna say next. Uh, um, I think we should just kind of like group the young guys into one big group if we're gonna talk about it. So, <laughs> Capo Kako was on a five-game five, five, point five. streak, yeah. three goals, two assists. Playing much more noticeable, much oh better. God. He was finally starting to produce. It was great. So Gallant moved him up to that first line against the Islanders. It seemed a little uncomfortable. I think he was playing really well with Panarin and uh, Strom. But today, I think he was much more noticeable on that line. He didn't get a point. I think he was probably should have, like twice. He was much more noticeable. I think he had a good game. But I think you can really start seeing the, mm-hmm. uh, his progression. I think uh, his his his. Shot like he's shooting the puck more. I think his confidence is a little bit his better. His hands have he's, always been super. Yes, nice. his hands are always been very good. But I think what you said, Luca, before about uh, bringing up that Kako quote 
the Kako quote. Uh, he's more confident. He, I think he's more confident, and I think it's showing. He's he's way more noticeable. He's got a lot more swagger. Way more swagger. And we we haven't talked about Igor yet. No, we well, haven't. I mean, what is there to say? That yeah. you you just kind of hope this guy's the real deal. He seems like I it. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying he doesn't. He's not playing like it, you know. But I'm always the glass is half empty. Yeah, so I know. I just wait for the other shoe to drop. But I mean, if this guy, if this is his level of play, you think of Vesna? Well, I mean, he's, he could be, he's definitely in the conversation for this right year now, so yeah, far. Yeah, he's in the conversation. I think the only his only uh, competition is like if he keeps playing this way, his only competition is Jack Campbell and Bobrovsky because they're both having ridiculous seasons. But and he seems to I, last year he had some really he played he played really well last year too. But it, it seemed more often he would he kind of would always like let up that one goal where you're like soft. All right, wasn't completely soft, but like this year, not too many of those at all. No. It's either most of the goals he lets up. It's like he probably didn't have a chance at that. Yeah, and he's been getting shelled too. A lot of these games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've been get they've been yeah. forty like you know forty shots on goal. It seems like frequently. So, um, what 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 was happening? Uh, did we ever figure out during the Panthers game and they almost blew that lead? They kind of just let him out to dry there, and Chesty didn't come out for the whatever star he was. He didn't look too happy. Oh, when he got like rocked twice when they ran into oh, him. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, that happened a couple times. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. The official story was that his stomach was bothering him. I yeah, think. I think they or, said there was a stomach flu going. Or they around. saw a rat in the locker room. And they saw, and they couldn't was. decide if it was a raccoon. I thought it was a raccoon. Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't decide. He's never seen a New York rat before. So how about Mika Zibanejad? Yes, let's get to it. Mm. Well, how are we feeling about the big contract? He's going to be here until he's 62, I think. <laughs> how do we feel that we have our first line center now to build Finally, a championship team around? we have a first around? line center. That's I mean, you not take Derek Stepan. You, <laughs> you take the average fan. You see, he's got you know he's got points in his back pocket. But you, you take us lunatics, and you see he doesn't go to the puck. He doesn't skate, and he falls. <laughs> I mean, he does have. I mean, he's on pace for how many points? Uh, Six fifty, sixty. I honestly don't know, Luca. Look up his point uh-huh. total. Get it. I'm getting it. But but yeah, Luca's right. He to the average fan, it's like, what are you complaining? Yeah, he's about? He's on pace for about seventy points. Yeah. Well, what I'm complaining about is he doesn't make much of an impact on the game. He's got sixteen points in nineteen games. I know. I know. People think we're crazy. So he's a little under a point per game. Right, I watch the games and I yeah. I don't see him making much of a of a an impact. This is uh this isn't updated. He's got did he he didn't get any points today? No. No? Uh, so no. he's got 16 points in 20 games. Okay, so he's a little under a point per game. But, but... Phil? Yeah. Are we being too critical? Phil, this, yeah, is your first, Phil, this is your first Phil's podcast. First podcast. With I don't us. know how he feels about Savannah Jet. He just watched the game with us for the first it's time It's possible this we're being too so, critical. I want to hear it. I don't think that you're... Be- okay. I think that both things... I mean, this is maybe a cop-out answer, but I think that both things can be true. Like, can he put up a near a point per game? Yes. I mean... That's what we've seen from him so far. And I, I imagine that to be true in the future. But I don't think that he's a player that does the little things that you would want from your first line center to do reliably. I, I mean, we, we watched the game today and there are several instances when he doesn't go hard to the puck. He doesn't, he'll just stop moving his legs. He'll just, you know, it was a couple different situations when the puck just bounces off his stick. Like it's just weird instances of like, you know, you're paying this guy however, however much money. It's like you want him to be able to do these things reliably. And it's like, you know what we said earlier, I've heard people say, you know, his shooting percentage is actually not that below like the average or it's pretty average among the NHL or his for his career or whatever. And then you see like he had that open net and he got robbed. He did get totally robbed. The guy made a terrific save. 
but at some point, if he's going to be your goal scorer, he's got to score goals. And I'm not like totally 100% worried. Like he absolutely got robbed. But like when he can't line up one timers or the puck just keeps bouncing over a stick, at some point those goals have to start being in the net. You know, those shots have to end up in the back. Of the we net. said this watching the game, but just yeah. to make the comparison again, it's like, you know, Alex Ovechkin, maybe, maybe not today, but you know, 10 years ago doesn't doesn't miss that shot. <laughs> I mean, Alex Ovechkin today probably, yeah, probably doesn't miss that shot yeah. either. I mean, it's like the guy that's your goal scorer on a on a team that is as good as the Rangers is, that should not be a shot that you that you miss that does not go back yeah. to the back of the net. And I mean, I'll give it to like everyone gets robbed once in a while, but And how many points did did you say he has? 16, 16. games. But he's got 3 goals, I'm pretty sure. Right. No, four, right. Four, four. I would love to see what his stats are 5v5. Mm. I would love to see how many points. To me, five v five, he doesn't create that many opportu- as many opportunities. I don't think he drives. But what about play. the argument? people say he doesn't? He's not. He's not someone who's supposed to be creating. Right. Plays. Well, he's that's the, the but, but that's them. the thing. He and this finish either. Not, this gets well. back to the question. I'm not asking him to be um, Connor McDavid because uh, he's we're not, not. Also, we're not. But my point is. But my point either. is, they've decided as an organization that he is their number one guy now. He is the fr- first line center. Better than Eichel. better than and Eichel, they paid him. As that, and they have him for what eight years? Yes. So, you know, you, I, I, it's the same comparison. You can't ha- have a number four pitcher and say, "I'm going to give this guy so much money, and now he's got to pitch like a number one pitcher." He's not right. It doesn't matter how much money you give him. So, I just question. I know what, what were they supposed to do? They don't have any centers. I mean, uh, in the organization, and they apparently, didn't draft one. and the but- the Eichel trade didn't go through. But I just feel like, is this guy really? I hope I'm wrong. Is he really the guy you're going to bank on to take a team four rounds? And I know it's not just him, but to take a team four rounds through the Stanley Cup, to me, I don't see much contribution from him, especially five on five. I don't care if he has 16 points. There are just times where you see this guy and he just passes it, and it's just either not where it needs to be or just straight to the other team. What are you doing? I think he could very well finish the season with like 70 points or something like that. They could make the playoffs. But and he always seems to have like a point in a given game, right? He'll make a nice pass to Cried or something like that. But in the playoffs, when those little things are so, um, Just like everything's heightened, amplified. Yes, the pace is heightened. The Faster. physicality is heightened. Everything's heightened. And he shrinks in those and games. If I'm, you want to look at last year, I know last year was the COVID. The Islanders. It was COVID, but and then no, even look, the effects from COVID. The Islanders. That's what I'm saying. They, they you know, now. And all most of his goals last year were against the worst teams in yeah, that the Flyers, concocted the conference. All I'm saying is, I, I want to. I hope he proves me wrong. If they make the playoffs, I hope he's able to play that type of game. I don't see it in the regular season but, when they play teams like the Bruins and the Islanders. So, but what I'm saying is is more like what Lucas said. Like you know, he doesn't go very hard into the corners. He doesn't ever win too many battles. He doesn't seem like he ever wants to get hit too hard. Like. These are things that are in the playoffs are so obvious. They're so clear. If you have, especially your first line damn center, you know, if he doesn't want to go into the corner or he doesn't win any battles, it's so obvious in the playoffs. Those those little things matter so much more. Those things are magnified in the playoffs. So I mean, like you said, if this guy is is not going to take them very deep into the playoffs, and they're paying him for that long for that much money. He better be scoring at least 35, at least. But right now he has four, so a quarter through the season. I think and it, I think it looking more and more like that 41-goal season or whatever he had was a little bit of a flash in the pan, which is what everybody was worried about. But they signed him anyway, better than Jack Eichel. Can we get the specifics on that contract? 
just it's, if, if possible. Uh, it's eight years. I think it's eight and a half million. Okay, yeah. So, and then, yeah. I think it's eight years, eight and a half. So it's the maximum term. That's, you know. He, that's... Took, he took the uh, hometown deal, I'm pretty sure. Probably yeah, it says uh, else. eight years, 68 million. Uh, eight and a half million uh, cap hit beginning next season through 2029-2030. And he'll be how old? Like 35, 36? Yeah, he's 28 right now. So, look, I know you got to pay guys, and they didn't have many options. I get that. I totally get all that. And he took the hometown deal. He probably makes nine somewhere else. This gets into questions that will take us back to the last several years, uh, you know, asset management and leaving yourself with – only one option, so I, I don't want to go, you know, rehash all of that. But it's, uh, it, it, I think their window has shrunk. I don't want to get negative because we're we're really riding high today after that win. But I do think that this rebuild window has shrunk a little bit um, because some of these guys are going to be in the thirty three, thirty four. When you hope that guys like Loff and Kako and Miller and you know are, are blossoming into stars, hopefully. So I don't know. We'll see. One thing in defense of this contract for the Rangers, also, I will add. Um, actually, I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> I had that, something that and I was like, Listen, how do we invite this guy? Yeah. No, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. I was just going to say, um, you know, they took the, uh, um, the Rangers gave him the term and he took the discount for it. He probably makes nine somewhere else, but for like seven years or six years or something. Wait, I remember what I was going to say now. That's pretty <laughs> yeah, I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say, I know we keep comparing them to Jack Eichel, but also we don't really know about Jack Eichel's health. Like that situation. No, of course. But I'm just saying the Rangers front office said that he was better than Jack Eichel. Now, apparently, according to the Sabres, they were never going to send him to the Rangers, no matter what. So the Rangers weren't going to get him. But according to the Rangers front office, he's better than Eichel. He's not on the Rangers. So... If Jack Eichel is hurt for the rest of his career, okay. But if he isn't and he goes back well, to being Jack Eichel, I'm going to be pissed off. Well, it's- just just to be clear from from just my opinion, I, me saying all of this is not uh, to suggest that I was gung ho for Jack Eichel trade. So I'm, I'm yeah, yeah I'm not we a, never really got to talk. Yeah, about yeah. It. And I understand. Like again, what were they supposed to do? Um, they could have you know let him walk, uh, you know, or signed him. So. I'm not suggesting there was an easy answer and that they never should have signed him. What I'm suggesting is I think it's really a bummer that they've kind of left themselves with uh, pretty thin at the center position. Well, that's the position they can. And they really were desperate. They had to sign him if the Eichel trade wasn't going to happen, which I understand why they might not want to make that deal totally because who knows what's going to happen with that guy. I was glad they kind of didn't bite so quickly. I'm glad they kind of held out for what they wanted. And also, but, Jack, as you said, yeah. they weren't sending – Buffalo said that they weren't sending him to yeah. any – the Rangers or the – like, they didn't want to send him down They want to send him to the West Coast, said. yeah. But, I mean, like, it's just, you know, they signed Zabanajad. They made that proclamation. So I hope that he is better than Eichel. So we'll So do, do, do you guys think that this team what, – what explains their record so far? Do you think that this is mostly coaching? Do you think it's a, a better combination of players? And I guess moving forward, do you think that there's a lot of room for improvement or, you know, like other Ranger teams we've seen, they're a little hot right now. They're winning some games, but it'll even out because they just don't have the talent to compete at a high level against these better teams. How can you not say a little bit of everything? I mean, the coaching definitely, I think, 
was an improvement. The players, you got additions like Goudreau, Reeves, Blay, all, all etc. All, I mean, I think I'd count those as improvements. I, I do know that the Rangers, I think they have so far a not that difficult schedule, but they did win games in which that I consider the big one. And they had to play a lot of games on the road early that on. Too. Yeah, that was actually a tough schedule in terms of travel and a lot of games uh, early on. But I think overall what Jack said, um, it's it's almost like these are team wins and they're on their way to becoming a team. And, yes, there was Tyrese dead air there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree, Luca. It is a little bit of everything. I think coaching-wise, obviously, is an improvement. I think he has more of a hold on the team than Quinn did for whatever reason. Or they, you think they respect him more than Well, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's what it is. Well, I mean, look at that mustache. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, recently, we have to talk but, about the mustache. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't command respect. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize uh, he was a porn star from the 1970s. <laughs> I didn't, this is I a family podcast. That, I didn't see that coming. I really did it. I feel like it grew in over like it took like two days and then it's just there. No, yeah, I he didn't was see like the guy coming. from SpongeBob. He's there, never... just what? Which guy? From the movie when he uh, Alec Baldwin's character when he just grows the mustache, he forces it out of his face. That's <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin's in the SpongeBob movie. No, he is not. Movie? Dennis, you're talking Dennis. about Dennis. That's not Alec. That's not Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. No it's way. not even close. I don't. No way. Dennis is not. I can't Alec wait Baldwin. to prove you all wrong. Uh, There's no way yeah, that Dennis is out. Yeah, wait, this we're is gonna, so essential. We're gonna, we're gonna, yeah. Can I say also, if it is Alec Baldwin, it is so strange that you were able to identify Dennis <laughs> yeah! by the what voice actor. I did not think that was Alec Baldwin. Look it up. Look it up. Hurry up. We gotta know. Dennis. Who played Dennis? I want to see. It says Alec Baldwin. No way. Yeah. What? Yeah. I need to watch I thought the movie. that that was common knowledge. No. And I'm dealing with three very, very, very big SpongeBob fans here, and they we didn't know that. Disgraceful. I know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. Don't like, worry. This will only hurt a, a lot. lot. Time out. Like, you didn't know that was Alec Baldwin. No, I had no clue. It doesn't sound like Alec Baldwin. How are you able to identify as it Alec Baldwin? It does sound like Alec No, Baldwin. it does not. I mean, in fairness to me, I-, I watched that movie for the first time. I must have been in like third grade, and I haven't seen it. I don't know, since middle school. I don't know if I was, you know, paying attention to Alec Baldwin at those yeah. periods of my life. So I don't that that is my defense case. I mean, I haven't seen it in a while either, but it's I a mean weak defense. Oh my god, that's Alec Baldwin? Anyway, yeah, it is. So let's move on. Uh, oh, so I was right once again. The mustache. Yeah. Oh, yeah he yeah. grew the mustache out of nowhere. He had never had that mustache before, I don't think. Are you but sure? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'd never seen him with it, but like, it just came out of nowhere. I was like, oh. He squeezed it out of his nose. Yeah. Out of his, uh, <laughs> like Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I think that's why I didn't even one of his films, actually. He just squeezed it out of his nose. <laughs> Go on. That's what happens when he gets angry. You see him on the bench, <laughs> like, right. you two yeah. need to pick it up. You guys need to pick it the mustache. <laughs> so, that's when the players know. Oh. So, so, so we're, 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 pretty, we're pretty confident that Coach Gallant, and that's what yeah. I call him, Coach Gallant has made an impact. The team respects him more. He demands more. Or, I mean, maybe maybe the last coach demanded a lot too, but maybe uh, wasn't able to get it out of them, especially from the stars. I mean, we saw him yelling at Mika after the uh, game last week, right when he was chirping to the referee and he got in Mika's face. I mean, that's in, in ex- you know, you got to be able to, you got to be able to, you know, to do that with uh, your star players. You know, I think, yeah. The bottom line with the coaching difference is that. David Quinn was a good hockey coach. 
He's won a national championship. Like, no one, you can't just do that. You can't take an average guy and win a national championship at college hockey. Like, he's a good hockey coach. But that was him, and this is an NHL caliber coach. It's, there's just a difference, you know? There's, there's, a, there's a different kind of respect they command. There's a different kind of vibe in the locker room when you have an NHL coach. Like, that's what I just think that's the difference. It's just a different standard. Do we think yeah. that this is just a better put together team? Like and even on paper, pa- yeah, even, on paper, even on paper, do you think that this team would beat last year's team? Yeah, I think no doubt. When you say on paper, does that exclude or does that what? Does that, what is the word? Does that does include? include or exclude? Include? Exclude. Got it. Um, <laughs> sorry, my vocab is not too good. It's okay. None of us is all vocab. Uh, does that exclude like any type of coaching? Like morale boosts, anything like that on paper? I don't know. No, on paper, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of the same players, but I mean, just if you look at the way the lines are stacked, do okay. you think that this team's even it is just composed better than than previous Ranger teams? Yes. Yeah. So if, mean, if you like had a, 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 a NHL uh, video game this yeah. year's well, team I playing feel last year's team, rating. I feel like any team with Jack Johnson on it would lose. So, <sighs> well, I mean, yeah, but we got Joe Namath this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, I mean, look at look at the look at the difference in record. I mean, that's really all you got to look at. That's the experiment. That's the uh, focus group, right? What's that famous Bill Parcells saying? You you are what your record says you are. You know, I so know. yeah. No, well, but what I'm saying is like, is are, are they a better co- team than last year? But they weren't twelve four. To Phil's to Phil's so. question though, that or thirteen four. There was a lot of criticism, and again, we're not going to rehash all those moves because we we haven't been on the air for a while. But there was a lot of, and there has been. A lot of criticism of Chris Drury, and I, I think the jury, the jury is still out on Drury. I don't know if he's going to be a good GM or not. Um, but there was a lot of criticism that, you know, this he went overboard trying to, you know, fill roles, getting trying to get more, you know, trying to get grittier. But so the question is, is is maybe he was onto something? I don't know. Do you, do we we feel that this team is a little more of a complete team than last year? I mean, three words: the. Record. <laughs> vocab, so it's still some yeah, the vocab needs some. Yeah, you need some work on that. Maybe you do need some work on your vocab. No, but seriously, look at that. I mean, what, they were all flukes. I, they couldn't have all been flukes. They got the 12 no, no, four. I, I take it easy. I'm not. I'm just asking they, for your opinion. They, I'm not. I'm I mean, not questioning you. Take it. one team by uh, J, uh, <laughs> last season. Last season, look at them. what was their start. The season it wasn't it wasn't good. So well, well, maybe that's because of also, the coach though too. Like, they also just, only played seven other teams last season. That's true. They are playing seven good team, pretty good teams. Also, yeah, they're playing everybody from around the league, and they're faring Still, pretty well the 12 right and now. Four, the twelve, four, and three. Thirteen. Thirteen now. They correct. did just beat. They Boston. just won. 13. Do you think there's something to the whole? What people are saying that this team is a little more resilient this year. Absolutely. Even though they blew those games early on, they uh, what are we looking at? It's like a, a oh, ladybug. there's a moth or something. Oh yeah, there's, there's a lot of ladybugs okay. in this room. But here, here's something. Let's say I'm a player here's on something. the other team, and we start to take the momentum, and then I see Ryan Reeves absolutely hammer well, someone into the other bench. I'd be like, damn. damn. Well, that's kind of what happened today. Let's. That's what kind of exactly what happened today. Bruins hit. had most of the momentum. It was a tie game. Luckily, Shesterkin was playing well. Ryan Reeves friggin' nailed that guy in the middle of the ice. And all of a sudden, the Rangers have to puck a lot more. I don't know if they scored, but it I definitely mean, made an momentum impact on... swung. I think the second half of the game was... And they definitely the started playing game. more physical yeah. as a team, yeah. but for the most part. That hit definitely 
got the team going. Yeah, yes. Reeves hitting just something. like the he, uh, you got Panarin throwing the glove at Marchand. I love it. It's just the, yeah, just the game. I mean, him throwing the glove at Marchand should count as that another was, win. That, that should be another that two points. That, that's a point. I think they got and three then, points this game. And then right? he had yeah. the balls to say, "Give it back." And then, <laughs> and then he was like, "What are you doing with my glove?" That's mine. <laughs> that's yeah. mine. But um, uh, yeah. I think even against the Canadians, I don't remember that if that was like a close game or whatever, but when he beats the crap out of that guy and he starts celebrating like he's just the heavyweight champion of the world, everyone on the bench is smiling, they're banging yeah. their sticks. It absolutely is a different feel. I almost kind of wish that because he smoked that guy. <laughs> yeah, <today. laughs> I kind of wish that he wait like not that he waited on it, but I kind of wish that he like because that was like just some random like I wish that that was like like he waited for Tom Wilson or something like that. Like it just seemed like no no one's gonna want to fight him for the rest of the year. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's just like if I if I'm you're if I'm the if I'm like you know on a team and I'm I'm the guy that's gonna fight and I see Ryan Reeves do that to someone I'm like I'm good. I'm, I'm staying, staying away, away from, him. from him. But then I I think like um when when <laughs> I feel like uh. I was going to say, Dad, go. No, I was just going to say, um, it, it, they asked Reeves after that fight that he had with the guy in Montreal, like, did you, do you know that guy? He goes, no. He's like, I was shocked. He goes, I, I don't know who that guy was. And I didn't even know he wanted to fight. But then he was just like, you know, asking for it. And yeah, tell, so you know, I was like, all right. Uh, you know. Another thing I like about Reeves, I remembered. He's just, you know, he, he's a classy guy. He, I feel like he, he's, he doesn't cheap shot anyone. Wait, can you... In, if you remember, seriously, tell me. In his whole career, has he ever really done anything like considered like morally wrong? I mean, we could look it up. <laughs> has he ever been? Has he ever been suspended by the I league? I think probably. I, I would like, imagine probably. But I think probably. the only like dirty. What, what like, are you like an evangelical yeah. Christian? <laughs> has he ever done anything morally <laughs> wrong? He stole some candy, man. I think he acts in self-defense. I think. Well, I think maybe the only like. And this is air quotes, like cheap shot or like dirty hit he's ever thrown on somebody was Tom Wilson. So I'm okay with oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that Tom dude, Wilson that's all he does. Yeah, that, that's Tom Wilson's whole but thing. But what I was going to ask is this. So let's say Ryan Reeves is not on the team. Barkley Goodrow's not on the team. Sammy Blay wasn't playing, but Sammy Blay's not on the team. Those guys don't exist. They have the same team as last year. Do you think that that game against the Islanders last night, uh, Fox goes after Pajot? You think Lafreniere goes after Pajot if those guys aren't on the, on, on the bench? You think that happens? Wait, wait. The, the here's the important question: Do they have Brett Howden though? Because if they do, then I all think right, yes. Right. No. Um. Let's not start talking about. No, Ryan I think Reeves. I think that there is. Look, I don't know. I don't want to make. I don't want to go back on, uh, with this again. But I do think that they are have they are a bit tougher as a team. But this I'm just year. saying, yes. it's an inspiring yes. thing when you have somebody. I agree. Well, and they also have, they have a guy have, that's got their back, and yes, he's a big guy. That's what I'm saying. You, it's an inspiring thing when your bottom line or. Three or four guys on your team will throw a big hit. We'll get into a fight because then maybe as you're Alexi Lafreniere, you go after Pajot. Maybe he does something dirty. Someone else goes after you. You have Ryan Reeves on the bench, so you're not that afraid to go after Pajot or something like that. Like it's just it's a whole different dynamic, I think. And that's another thing that feeds into them. I think coming more together as a team and it's more of a squad win. Sometimes, yeah, I think that's actually honestly a really good point. That's something I hadn't thought about before now, but yeah, I have to really agree with that. The just the the energy you get from having someone like that on your bench, knowing that I'm protected, like this guy's got me. Yeah, I mean, I, you would pay, you would be willing to play more aggressively. I think if you ask anybody on the Rangers if they would rather have like no Ryan Reeves on the bench, or if they would have Ryan Reeves on the bench, I think they would. These guys, the, the latter. They're 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 tide turners. They go out there, 
they knock a couple, they knock a couple down, and then the momentum. What beers? What? They knock a couple beers. Sure. And the momentum, the momentum switches. They he knock makes a couple beer. Bruins down, and just like that, the tide of the game. Is... And even last night against the Islanders too. Yeah. The fourth line played great. I mean, two point or two assists from Ryan Reeves or whatever. Two Rooney goals. That's like I a don't bonus. Know what was going on? But two even... assists. That was a. Beautiful, I mean, that was gorgeous, that was... toe draggy man. But I mean, no. they were. He was looking like Sidney Crosby out there. I know. I mean, it's crazy. I think we. I mean, Crosby. Was, but I'm just saying, only were playing seven games, and this is a little off topic. Crosby's played seven games. He's got two points. He's just got more points than Crosby. Well, <laughs> no, he's better. He's better Ryan, than Crosby Ryan, right now. Rooney, Rooney's got worse. more goals than Zabanajan, I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, so. remember that game that Reeves was. Um, he left the game because he was slightly injured, but then he, he, he came back and just sat on the bench. Do you remember that game? This was, I forget was what it against. I was forget it who it was against. And he, he came back and sat on the bench. He wasn't going to play. And they asked him about that after. And they're like, why'd you come back? And he's like, well, I wasn't able to play. He goes, but I just wanted to be out there in case, you know, if things got a little crazy, I forget what game it was. It's Maybe just, things were getting exactly, chippy. Because things exactly. got a little crazy at the end of the game. Maybe you know, I could probably go out there. Exactly. He's the team dead. How is this a guy that you wouldn't want to have your back on the ice? And I think that he's like, again, going back to the idea that the Rangers are just a more difficult team to play against. Not even because they're better, just because you see that, you know, if you're on a hockey team and you see you're going against the Rangers, that's not a, t- a game you're circling on your calendar. Like, I can't wait for that. It's, it's just a game where you're like, eesh, like, this is going to be a tough one. And that's part of that. He's a big reason for that, I think. Yeah. Ryan, I mean, he's fourth in the league in hits right now. I don't know what it is after today's game, but as the game was going on, he's fourth in the league in, in body checks. So, I mean, when you're you know, a defenseman going, you have the puck behind your net, something like that, if you know Ryan Reeves is coming barreling <laughs> yeah, towards you, barreling towards that's, you. that sucks. Like, you're going to either throw the puck away, you're gonna, and if he makes a good pass, then you tip your cap. But, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine <laughs> times out of ten, depending on who the hell the defenseman is, it might be a turnover. Like, this is the thing. You have that in your mind when you're playing against the Rangers' fourth line that Ryan Reeves is on the ice. It's a presence. It's a presence thing. Yeah. And I highly doubt, seriously, I highly doubt Adam Fox puts Pajot in a headlock yeah. or Lafreniere tries to tackle Pajot. Like, seriously, that doesn't happen unless he's got guys to back him up, and, and he did. I feel and like I, Ryan Reeves, you could hear him skating from, like, a mile away. <laughs> he's a tree. And I do think that people, you know— <laughs> The jury is still out. We'll see. But people completely either don't understand what kind of sport this is or, you know, don't understand how how soft. I mean, forget about the Tom Wilson thing last year. The Rangers are soft. They were a soft yeah. team. And I feel, I still think there's work that needs to be done to build that up, you know. But the idea that they didn't need to do this and, and people still going on to this day uh, about, oh, yeah, well, uh, you know, so-and-so. So-and-so's throwing hits Did now. Over, yeah. Lafreniere's throwing hits. I guess that's what Drury wants him to do is throw hits now. He, Drury's not worried about him scoring. It's just like, wh- do you think that you can play? And not throw hits? Yeah, or get through. If your goal is to win a championship in, in the NHL, do you really think you can go and play uh, ballerina hockey for four rounds and have any chance of making the playoffs or winning? Well, that's – Give me a break. It doesn't mean you have to turn into the 75 Flyers and – Drew, I don't think, was trying to make that into the 75 Flyers so far. But these people act as if that's not an element that is completely necessary in hockey. Well, I mean, I don't think these people have ever watched playoff hockey. Like, even if you watch three games, three random games from last year's playoffs, even in, like, the first or the second round, and you look me in the eye and you tell me the Rangers didn't need to get more physical to to make it in the playoffs, the playoffs, are you out of your mind? They would have gotten steamrolled. 
absolutely steamrolled. I mean, I was just watching like game two of the Panthers and and the Tampa Bay. That series was so fast. That was fast and oh, physical. Yeah. That was intense hockey. That was the Rangers would have gotten smoked, absolutely smoked. So I mean, if you don't like it, they're not becoming the seventy-five Flyers. You got to chill out. If you don't like it though, this is the brand of hockey that is played in the playoffs. It really it, it is. I think now's a. Like- Good time for us to yeah. take our break. I know we have a couple of words um, from our sponsors. Uh, I'm going to let my uncle take the take the microphone for this one. Well, as you all know, uh, it was sad to see our sponsors uh, from last year go. Uh, Rum Ham and Fight Milk. They dropped us. They dropped us. Um, we had philosophical differences. Let's just leave it at that. I, the litigation is ongoing, so I can't really comment any further. But we are really excited to have a couple of major sponsors. I know that the boys are really, uh, uh, you know, especially the first one, Dan Flashes, uh, one of uh, the really the fine, fine shirt stores. Uh, where you, go ahead. Well, I was, well, you might not want to go there unless you have someone like Ryan Reeves with you or something. Like that. Yeah, it's a very it, physical store. It's fast-paced. Fa- it's fast-paced. It's very complicated patterns on these shirts. So you really, you really need to gobble them up, Dan Flashes. We're also being <laughs> sponsored uh, this year by Stable of Stars. Uh, one they of the, can hit. Yeah, one of the few places where you can hire celebrity impersonators such as uh, Johnny Carson. Uh, George Kennedy, um, and some of them can hit, actually. Well, at that low price point. At the low price point, they can hit. At, at the low price point. They can hit. They can hit. That's, that's what you just Carson said? Carson can hit. Carson can hit, if you get it at that low at price, the low price point. point. So Stable of Stars, we're very happy to have them. And also, this is a, a major announcement, a big media company, Corn Cob TV, is also sponsoring <laughs> us this year. Spectrum said they were going to drop them, so they're looking for sponsorships, anything they can get. And would anybody like to just uh, chime in about one of the What's great shows? Show yeah, the favorite Cop. show on Corn Cop TV. I will tell you, my favorite show is Coffin Flop. Now imagine seeing naked bodies busting through shit wood and hitting pavement. <laughs> Nothing better than that. It's Coffin Flop. Yeah. And if I just may add one thing about Coffin Flop is too, they they just record the funerals. There's yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. They didn't they just, set it up. And, and, and it's not their fault that one in four of them are nude. Yeah, and okay. it doesn't matter that new because they got no souls. So I mean, yeah, they just go to the funerals, they record them, and they they just put the ones on TV where the bodies fall out. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's coffee. No, flop. no shady stuff. And I got to give it to them because they they have been waiting a long time for a hit on, on Corn Cob yeah. TV, and Coffin Flop uh, has generated a, a lot of publicity. So we are very happy and honored that uh, Corn Cob TV will be sponsoring us as well. Uh, so thank you to our sponsors. Welcome back to MYR DNA. We share the same DNA. Um, <laughs> that um, sounds weird. <laughs> so, uh, so where we lead off, I think we should uh, talk about what we think the greatest <laughs> disappointments, greatest surprises are this season for the the New York Rangers team. Well, you want me to go? Yeah, go Somebody, ahead. I was pointing and gesturing. Okay, I was still laughing. I was gesturing about, to both of you. I was still laughing about what he said. I don't know why. Every time you say it, you just go, "MYR DNA." We share the same. Well, DNA. Because I guess it sounds like it might be an ongoing thing, you know, that we share the same DNA. <laughs> what? Like on Tuesdays we don't? 
But then on but the no one said that we do. Well, no, no just that. what are you talking about? Forget it. I don't want to go down that road. Okay, right. retract that statement. Let's start off with biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointment. Go, Jack. Um, I'm not really, I'm not really like totally disappointed in anything. But I mean, I guess I I would say the 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 offense or production that we're not seeing from the uh, top top guys. Panarin seems to have gotten a little bit back on track. He did have a really good game today. But guys, like we said before, uh, Mika Zibanejad, Kreider's having a great season. But like, I guess really, it's just Mika Zibanejad. Mika Zibanejad, yes. Yeah, Zibanejad. Zibanejad. Yeah, points is there, but I'm not seeing what I want to see from Zibanejad. him. From your first Zibanejad. Uh, earlier on in the season, that was my biggest disappointment. Like, you know, Panarin, Zibanejad weren't really hitting their stride. Strong mm-hmm. really wasn't either. But, uh, if we're going to consider him a top guy, he gets playing time like one. But really just Mika Zibanejad is my greatest disappointment, I'd say right now. Even though his points are there, I'm not seeing what I want to see from him or what I do want to see in the playoffs or something like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll give mine. Um, so yeah, Zibanejad's up there for me. Uh, he definitely is, but I mean, he does make that occasional good pass or that, that snipe, but it's not enough. It obviously is far from enough, but one person who's just, I feel it's just not been there at all is, uh, Alexander Georgiev. I forgot about him. Yeah, you're right. Like, he's, what, what's he's he been brutal. His save percentage is like I think really it's the worst low. in the NHL. Is it really? It might be. I well, think how many there. minimum games do you have to play? I don't, know. I don't know, but it's bad. Phil, what do you think? I have to agree with everything that's been said so far. Georgie has not looked good. Offense really up to very recently. And honestly, offense in general has not looked amazing until very recently, like last couple of games. Um, just really like Islanders and today. Um, outside of those two things, I don't want to say this is a disappointment because this has been par for the course for the last several years, but these face-offs are brutal. Oh, my oh, God. The face-offs good are point. brutal. And I mean that's I mean that's a that's a that's an aspect of that's a not that's not a small aspect of the game, but I mean it takes up maybe like you know something like offense or defense production it would take a backseat too. I mean Jack played hockey, so we can ask him about that. That being said, they cannot this cannot be sustained if they're going to actually make a deep playoff run. They've been last in the league, second to last, something like that, and in, in win they're percentages, and it's, it's just. It's just brutal. Like, right. and in big situations, you need that face-off win. But also, and, and a lot of the time, too, and if you're going to be, like, either on a power play, but honestly, in overtime, which they do play a lot of overtime games. They've played a lot. That first face-off is, like, so like, important. Ex- like, yeah, it's extremely important. And, and what, what's weird about, sorry to interrupt, Jack, I was just to, just to jump in, is that, like, this is not, what's weird is that, like, this is not new. Like this goes yeah, back. What like what the hell's going on? Like they they showed stats for like the last five years, and they're like toward the bottom of the league or so. It's like, how, what is going on? They've been last, I think, in faceoffs. The stat that they showed was they've been last faceoffs like three out of the last five years. I'm pretty sure. And the ones when they weren't last, they were like thirtieth. So it's yeah, not like, like so they're like it's not like they're like high peaks and low valleys. It's like consistently <laughs> awful. They, I they mean, always stink. We 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 can talk more about this maybe if we want to. I know that that looking in the future, we'll talk more about trade targets theoretically but i have to think that someone who can reliably win a damn face-off has to be on the, on <laughs> yeah, the, oh my God. On the wish list 
Yeah, it's gotten to the point where where it, it, it's like you see them win a face or a clean face off, and you have to mention it because they won a face off. Yeah. You're like, oh, they won a face off. That shouldn't be happening. And what's weird is like I heard the great Larry Brooks on um, you know the New York Post has that podcast, and he he was talking. Uh, this is a few weeks ago, and he's true. He said, I don't understand why they don't hire like a face off coach like you they have a goalie coach they have a skills they have coach a face-off coach i thought they did no thought no they like... brought they he was saying they brought in a face-off coach for like one week during the preseason <clears throat> when they were in camp <laughs> excuse me i'm choking bless you um but it's true like you know they have the money bring in to phil's point and everybody's point like this is an ongoing Major problem. It's not just new this year. Like they constantly suck every year at faceoffs. I, th- I thought they terrible. Had, there's, Why don't like they hire the a faceoff ins- coach? I was under the assumption that they had one. I don't think they do. According oh, to what I well, understood, Larry Brooks saying he was shocked that they haven't done it yet to bring in somebody. That's unreal. And this goes back to just my question: Is this something? Am I overreacting to this being like this is a major thing that needs to be changed, or or is it something that like are there good like have there been Stanley Cup? winners that were like truly this bad at faceoffs. Like, can you win a cup being this bad? Like, I think, you know, I don't think it's like, maybe it's not directly like you're bad. You're this bad at faceoffs. That means you're not going to win the Stanley cup. I don't think it's that direct of a relationship, but I mean, I don't think there's ever been a team that's been this bad. That's gone. Like soaps, like won a championship. Maybe there has, I don't know that stat off the top of my head, but I can't imagine it being like frequent that there are teams that are this bad at faceoffs bottom of the league. Like the faceoffs are, are are important, especially on power plays. It's it's who has control of the play, you know. And and when you need a big faceoff win, either in the defensive zone or the offensive zone, you need to have like a guy that's reliable that's going to win like fifty percent of the time or more. It's big for the penalty kill too. And I mean, I know yeah. that they've been pretty good at that so far, but I mean, still, I mean, especially when you're playing against good teams in the playoffs, like the big big faceoffs are just there's more of them in the, in the playoffs so you need to be able to win them yeah. reliably. I don't know how direct of relationship faceoffs are to like teams in the playoffs but to the like to the uh, naked eye you would think like they they have some importance, right? Well, I was just uh, I don't know when where when this article was published but I guess there was some sort of study and they say there's a lot of um debate on this but they were just throwing out some statistics which I thought was interesting. Uh, no team has won more hockey games uh, than the Pittsburgh Penguins since 2010. 267 victories, 659 points percentage, 0.659 points percentage. The Penguins have lost more faceoffs than they won over that span. Uh, Washington Capitals' third best franchise over this timeline by points percentage was under 50% on faceoffs earlier this week for the same sample and have hovered around the 50% mark. Um, I don't know. So uh, it's interesting. I'm just scrolling yeah. through this now. I mean, now, maybe but we're totally wrong. I, I don't no know. Idea. No, no. I, I mean, personally, I think I think it's, you know. It's just frustrating. A big part of the game is possession. When no, you, you possess yeah. the puck, the other team doesn't have when it. They can't score. When you see that score. first face-off for a power play, and it's just like a clean loss, and they get it out, and they have just no now you gotta go momentum. chase the puck. It's, it's, it's demoralizing. It's so, frustrating. So, yeah, I think it I mean, can help. We could be totally wrong. The, game. the Penguins have won two cups in the decade. The Capitals won one. Apparently, they're not too great at face-offs. But- that being said, though, it's an obvious flaw in your team. Yeah. Why wouldn't, you know, you'd, you'd like to correct it. And if doing something like hiring a face-offs coach can do that, 
I, I mean, even if, sure, like, I mean, even if, like, you know, these teams can win without doing it, it's like, but still, why, though? You know, yeah. like, if you can fix it, why this not? This isn't like the Phoenix Coyotes. It's not like you don't have the money to hire a face-off coach. Exactly. Yeah, we, we don't, we don't play in the desert. This isn't the Oakland Athletics. We're not a small market team. We do have Billy Bean on the stats here over here. Yeah, of the Facebook. That's Phil's, <laughs> the Phil's alter ego. So I would like to, I think that's a, that's a really good point about the face-offs. If I could just chime in, cause you've all mentioned stuff no, that I agree with uh, about my disappointment. It's a kind of a micro disappointment. And I, I guess so far you have to be pleased with the job that coach Gallant has done. Um, so, but one thing I wish he would do, and it's pissing me off. I have to be honest is the uh, getting these kids more time on the power play. One of one of my pet peeves last year, and I get it, you know, they, they would do well at times, was that, you know, Quinn would just leave those guys, the first power play unit on the ice for two, they would just stay, well, they would just stay out there for basically the majority of uh, the, the power play, um, no matter what. And and this year, early on, it seemed like uh, Gallant was at least trying to get the second unit on, and he still does a little bit, but it just seems for the most part, again, it's that first, and he, I just... With that complaint is Ryan Strom on the power play. So my, I would say my the thing that's bothered me the most so far this season. It's uh, like I said, it's a minor thing, but I, I think just think I think he needs to put Kapokako on the power play instead of Ryan Strom. Everybody's been talking about this for a year or so, uh, but why you have a right-handed shot on, on that side of the ice in the power play? Uh, why don't they put the left-handed shot on that side of the ice? It makes perfect sense. I, I don't know if they're one of the few teams to do it. I don't know, but. Um, and if it, you know if it, if that right-handed shot that he chose was uh, Alex Ovechkin, okay, I, I get yeah. it, but it, he's not. So again, in that building process where these guys are starting to take that next step, especially now, Kako, get him on the power play. See if you can get a couple of one-timers. Get that confidence going. Get those points flowing. I just don't think this this notion that he has to be tethered. Strom has to be tethered to Panarin everywhere he goes. I mean, I wonder if they. Yeah, I forget. I won't say it. They're on opposite sides of the ice. Now. No, no, but I like, just don't under, even... I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, I, you had Strom with an open net today and you decided to try and pass. I don't think you yeah. lose much, and I'll be quiet. I don't think you lose that much if Ryan Strom is on the second PP unit and you put Kako. He said PP. You know, I'm sorry. I, I don't get it. My disappointment, well, our disappointment with Ryan Strom on the first power play unit, you know, I, we, we don't think, I, I think he's a good player. I don't think he should be on the first power play unit. Also, well, what Dad said, he's just straight up out of position. Why do we have a right-handed shot on the yeah, right side? It kills side? a lot of it's, their chances. Especially because, like you said, Luca, I mean, he looked a pass anyway, but it likely cost them a goal today. today. Yeah, that's An it. important goal, too. They were tied, right? They were tied, correct. Or, or they were they? down by one. They were one down by one. Like, he has an open net, and he didn't shoot it. But even, so, yeah. I mean, what is he on the power play for if he's not going to shoot it at an open net? And I just think it's a no-brainer. Like, for even from just to kind of get that – Continue that momentum of these kids developing. Get Kako on the power play, the first power play unit. Get him that minute and a half out there every power play. I mean, it's not like you're calling up some guy from the minor leagues. Like, I just don't think there's much of a drop-off. And as everybody keeps saying, it's going to benefit them because he's a left-handed shot. Yeah. I, I'm surprised. I wasn't surprised Quinn was doing it last year because I, I, I didn't understand a lot of the things. But I'm really surprised that Gallant is keeping that going. I mean, Gallant is keeping that going. I I'm not even like... I, my main cons- my main problem with the power play is really just Ryan Strom. It's not too much that the first unit stays out a ton. I mean, I don't like it that much, but if 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 Kako was on that first unit, I'd be much happier because agreed. Okay, so like Fox, Kreider, Panarin have to be on the power play, the first power play unit, absolutely. 
But like Zabanajad, you can make more of a case for okay, whatever. Even though no, I, I agree. But I mean, then so it's just like you have Ryan Strom on the wrong side of the ice because he needs to be out there. Doesn't make any sense to me. I agree. So and, and Panarin plays with Strom on the uh, on his line, so he gets enough time with with Panarin. They get to play together. They get to play together. They're at practice every day. They they're having fun. Don't worry about it. They're they're like bread and butter. No pun intended. But but Kako can be on the power play. He can be. He should be on that side, especially the last week or so when he was starting to feel it. Like I don't get it. That yeah, I don't Kako get. Kako had a five game point streak, but that but Strom, is my Strom had a seven game point streak. That is my disappointment. <laughs> Don't even start. That's my disappointment. Well, he gets that first power play unit time every game. Strong, that's my so. disappointment. That's honestly that right. right. That's Wait, probably no, that's my disappointment. That's okay, my. You fine. can't steal my disappointment. Whatever. But what I'm Copycat. saying, if there's one thing about Gallant that is pissing me off, it's probably that. Gallant. What did the guy call him today? What happened? It's what? He called him like. I think it was Gallant. Yeah, Gallant. Gallant. It was brutal. It was really a butchered. He called like three people Panarin that weren't. Panarin. Yeah. Who was that, Sam Rosen? Sam Rosen? No, it wasn't Sam Rosen, but it was almost. If we had three Panarins, we'd be in, in much better shape, probably. Excuse me. <laughs> okay, so we've uh, talked about things that have... Uh, yeah, let's not d- get too negative. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah let's, no, let's, listen, listen, listen. I think this is all in... We're, 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 give me we're the mic. Give me the mic. We're critiquing. We definitely are. But that doesn't mean... I, I'm... It's our, it's our right as Americans. Exactly. I'm very happy with the way this season is going. These are just little things we'd like to see change, and change is always a good thing. Well, you know what? We're not the coach, so. That's true. All right, Dad. Can we talk about um, maybe our biggest surprises of the season so far? Let's make it. Let's bring the sun out. Yeah, we end on a positive note. Yeah. Not... yeah. Luca, go first. All right. We'll go around this way. All right. All right. I like the Capo five-game point streak. I like that. That's up there. Same with a surprise, though? Same with the Shesterkin supremacy. I like that, too. But um, I'll tell you the surprise. Chris Kreider. He's on pace for Oh, what? my God. 60 goals? It's unreal. He's on pace guy. for 60 goals right now. He's on pace. He almost pulled a Michigan today. He almost today. pulled out of Michigan inches, out of his ass today. Inches away. Oh, man. If he would have scored that goal, I would have fully bought into the Chris Kreider, like, I don't know. The like I, I fully expect him by like game thirty or forty to just absolutely freeze, like cool off. But I mean, if he would have scored that goal, I would have been like, I don't care what this guy does for the rest. You would have drank the 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 Kreider Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. And what Phil said earlier today off podcast, he said, uh, "How is Kreider not captain yet?" Or something like that. He, he's you're a big Kreider captain guy. Look, I, I like everyone else. I agree that Kreider goes through some insane hot and cold stretches. Of course. That yeah. being said. If I, maybe I'm misremembering, but didn't the Rangers like imply or, or even maybe even say that they yeah, were like, yeah no. we're gonna have a captain? The coach said we're gonna season. have a captain by opening night. And yeah, if it's but, yeah. and, and if if that I mean I feel like it's just so clearly Chris Kreider would, would <laughs> fill that role, right? I mean I mean who else would it be? I, that's what I I'm more the argument like wh- who else do they have I mean, to choose besides this say, guy? Like he's obviously well, taking the only that other role. person pe- people were buzzing about would be uh, Truba. What? That, them too. But yeah, there was a lot of talk about. I Truba feel like maybe. the obvious choice here is, is Chris. Kyle. I agree. Yeah, I mean. but when, when you know when you say yeah we're gonna have a captain and you just don't have a captain, it's got to say something, right? About your confidence and that kind of. Wait, okay, me. but we were gonna get positive. That's true, but that did upset me. That's all. I'm we saying. can't no, help it. That was worth saying. That was worth. That was. We are gonna get positive. We will remain positive. We but that was worth saying. I, I definitely would love to see Chris Carter be named captain. Yeah. Time. Yes. With the way he's playing, me too. Yes. All right. So, so you're big. You're you're big. Surprise. That's a good one. That is a good one. I mean, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's on pace for some crazy season. So, that's a good surprise. If I may throw one out there, Go ahead. um, 
I was going to, uh, it's a combination thing. I, I was, and there are multiple, but I was really, really pleased with the player, Sammy Blay. Well, I didn't know much about him. Now I know he's done for the season, but it's, this is a two-parter. Unfortunately. Um, I really was pleased. I know he wasn't going to be able to replicate the production of the person he was traded for. Of the great. The person who shall not be named. Czar. But, but I was really uh, surprised by his, uh, and I, maybe I just didn't know enough about him, his, his, his offensive skill. He has a re- really good hands, um, and he's physical. And I really felt that they were getting, you know, a decent player you know, that could kind of, kind of fit the mold of what they were trying to do. Um, so it was unfortunate he got hurt. But by extension, the biggest surprise I was hoping for, maybe it was an expectation, is the way Gautier is playing. Oh yeah, I, I, there's multiple, but that's that's one I'm really pleased about. I was really concerned that when he got this opportunity, he wasn't going to be able to. You know, just you fear that maybe he won't take advantage of it. But he has really, man. I love the way that kid is playing. Me too. So uh, I'm I'm just happy to see that. I hope he keeps it going. So I, I'm going to throw that out there. I will I will say the thing. This is not my uh, thing, but I will say what you said about Blay, about his offensive skill and being sort of surprised by that. It's funny how in that press conference when he said uh, when that line had a really good night, the Lafreniere, uh, Blay, whatever, uh, Heedle line. He said, like, you know, he's always actually been a very uh, – I don't want – but he said he's he's been an offensive player. He got a lot of points in juniors in the queue. But uh, I think when he was drafted, he went to St. Louis. I think St. Louis really had a complete team. He worked his way out to the lineup the the year before or the same year that they won the Cup. Okay, fine. So a couple of years before they win the Cup, they really had a complete team. They were making a go for it. He had his role, and he played it. But I, well. he never. I don't think he ever really got a showcase, a chance to showcase what what we saw. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Hey, hey, uh, hey! Won the Stanley Cup because of PK Slubin, of course. But yes. uh, I think I just think it's interesting how he was like, "Yeah, I actually put up decent numbers in juniors." And he, you're right; he does. He has pretty good hands. He's physical. He's big. I'm I'm pretty excited for a player like like what they have uh with in him for the next uh, next season. What's his contract look like? Do Isn't it know? two years? So he has he he'll be on the, he, he's guaranteed on the team next year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um. All right. So what about you guys, yeah. Phil, Jack? I mean, it feels obvious, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Biggest surprise has to be Igor and Net, right? Like he's been good in the past, but I I never ever ever would have been like, yeah, a quarter through the season he's gonna be a. If it's season ended today, he'd be a top three Vesna. And if he won, it wouldn't be shocking. I just would have never, ever, ever would have hung my hat on that as a possibility. And I would have never expected the Rangers be able to be able to hang their hat on that for the first, you know, 10 or so games of the season. That's was literally like a huge surprise to me. So and I, it has to be that. Only have him for like a six year, five year. Yeah, they locked him up. And it was at a. Up. I mean, if he becomes that Vezina guy, yeah. the price point. It's a steal. Very low price point. low price point. Yeah. Shesterkin can hit. He'll be, technically. He'll, he'll be, be able to hit. I believe that's true. Yeah, yeah at that Might price point. Might have to crunch some numbers, but it looks like it. it. looks like at that price point. I'm hitting. pretty sure Jack said, I think he said this off podcast, but he said the two goalies off ahead. Cast. Off rip. <laughs> the two goalies ahead of <laughs> Shesterkin right now are. No, I said it while we were recording. While recording, Jack Campbell and Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky. Yeah, Bobrovsky's yeah. been good. Yeah, I wanted to say um, those two teams, Florida Panthers, are, I think, 
the best team, if not the second best team in the NHL mm-hmm. next to the Canes. And then you look at the Maple Leafs who are on a tear right now. Don't forget about Calgary. Yeah. And but, then the, the Rangers are doing Okay, but, uh, but. To, to Campbell's credit, though, I think a, the Maple Leafs are good this year, of course. But I think a lot of the reason why they're good is because of Jack Campbell. So, I mean, that's what you want in a Vezina candidate. So, I'm not going to take anything away from him. Yeah, no. Jack Campbell, great goalie. Excellent goalie. Uh, Hopefully. Is he going to be on Team USA? Do we know? Maybe the backup, maybe. How can you not go with Hellebuck, though? No, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe he'll be the Listen, backup. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll hop on the Campbell bandwagon. Yeah. Soup. But yeah, no matter how you slice it, Igor, Igor, whatever, <laughs> Ogor, um, yeah, has to be my biggest surprise. I, I, if they, if they, I mean, if he keeps this type of production up, if, if he keeps this pace like the, uh, that he's currently on, then yeah, I think the Rangers can be a, a deep playoff. I mean, not a cup winner, but a deep playoff run. I mean, you're goalies it's it's the it's your best penalty killer like he's the back one of your team absolutely i love igor i would say i'm not like totally i would actually say it is a little bit of a surprise just because uh last season like he was really really good last season but like this season it seems like he's really covered up like his holes and his flaws and it's like he really took it to the next step so if he keeps us up like we have a we have a goalie goalie yeah, no, absolutely, and hopefully he could stay healthy. Um, obviously, so are we feeling? I mean, it's it's early, and you know we're we're going to be rolling out the podcasts, uh, hope uh, hopefully somewhat regularly this point forward. But are we feeling that uh, you know this is a little bit of fool's gold, um, or do you think that this team might have a really good chance to be a playoff team this year? I'll tell you, Dad, I don't think the Rangers <laughs> are losing another game this whole season. I hear you. I think. Earlier in the season, yeah, it was a little bit of fool's gold. Yeah. But you know what? Like we said before, there were going to be growing pains, new coach, a lot of new players. They won those games instead of losing. So to their credit, they had like a rough start to the season, but they were winning. So They're settling in now, I feel. They're settling in. I think, I think, honestly, the way they're playing right now, they seem to have a really gutsy team. They pulled out some gutsy wins. They've had flaws, but hopefully they're patched up later in the season. Right, Again, definitely still a lot of problems they need to address. I hope they aren't playing their best no, uh, hockey in November, December, like you said before. Honestly, though, I think they should make the playoffs. I would. I. Sh- I, I mean, like have a cons- today's game. I I don't want to. You know, who knows? You know, people say this all the time, but I'll I'll go ahead and do it. But like today's game, I don't think they win this game last year. I think no, Boston comes no, no, out no, no, like no. that. Shot. I don't even think they're they're in the game last year. I think they just wilt, you know. And uh, and you know they they've shown a lot of that this year. They've shown some bad games and some bad defensive coverage. All the stuff that we'll be talking about over the next several months. But they, like that's to me is a big difference between this year and last year, which gives me hope. You know, they definitely seem more resilient, tougher mindset mentally. Um, and this all connects back to the additions, coaching, everything yeah. like that. And I think in a division like this, you obviously don't want to lose your footing at all or for too long. So hopefully they play consistently like this. But in, in a division like this, that they're in third place, they they play against their division fairly well. I mean, they're actually tied for first right now. Oh, well, there you go. But 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 I think Carolina's games at hand. Yeah, Carolina. But any right but now like too. the fact that they, I think that the fact that they're in a playoff spot now is a good sign, and I I do think that they they can make the playoffs. I think they should. Phil, what do you think? Yeah, I see them as a as solid playoff team. Um, I don't see. I mean, I think there are a hand, not a handful. I don't know, three or four teams that right now look like they would 
handle the Rangers come the playoffs in their in in the in the East. Um, but I mean, hey, if they, making the playoffs is a step in the right direction, and this is not this is not you're really not this is not a team that's going to win it all this year. So I I don't think that it'd be fair to expect that from them or to be like it's a disappointment. Mm-hmm. If they don't, right? I mean, if they if they play Florida in the playoffs and then they get swept, I mean, that's what's going to happen, right? Like, these teams are better than them. Um, so, I think that, though, the, that they should have their sights set on the playoffs right now. And then we'll see, I mean, we'll see what the rest of the season has in store. Maybe, maybe they make some big trades and really pick up the heat, and then we're like, no, this team can make a deep run. I don't know. But right now, it yeah. doesn't look like it. So I mean, look at Montreal. At look at Montreal, Montreal last season. They were just hit their stride. They got hot, and then look what happened. So it, I mean, it can happen, especially in, in hockey. Again, I feel like every year, there's a team yeah, that does yeah, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. momentum changes on a dime. Wouldn't that but be I mean, something if the Rangers make the playoffs and the Islanders don't? Oh, that well, would be well, something. We were talking about whoa, that yesterday. Whoa, whoa. But, I mean, Keeping we're only a quarter of the way through. But I mean, like we have three quarters of the season left to play. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? So, I mean, I think they should, based on the twenty games, I think we have a good shot of making the playoffs. I'm going to say as to what Dad said, Islanders are on a seven-game losing streak. Yeah. Um, Hopefully they continue that. Real tough division. That's all I'm going to say. Hopefully, yeah, they have uh, they've pulled a little bit of a. New York Mets so far this season. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want jinx nothing. And well, I, let's not say anything. I was just yeah. saying, wouldn't it be but something? I just want to. I just want to put the out Islanders, there. the Mets, you know, the new building and all. Yeah. Don't make the playoffs. The Mets have be, a history of digging themselves into quite a yeah, hole I'm that they can't dig out of, and a division that like this, you know, the Islanders might not have. Well, I don't, I, 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 I don't want to keep equating the Rangers and the Mets. It's like we're just casting a curse on this team. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think that we need to cross those those wires. I mean, let's be real. The the Rangers haven't had like. A ton of success either. That's valid. Franchise. Yeah, that is valid. But the Mets, are, Mets, I think the Rangers might not be like the most successful franchise, but I think the kings of like misery and heartbreak are a hundred percent the Mets. Yeah, but when you look, like, at, I've never yeah, seen a exactly. team like it. You look at the <laughs> Rangers, you see no Stanley Cups. Well, except for ninety four, but you see uh, deep playoff runs. One cup, yeah. But I mean, like. I've never seen a team. Whatever. We should stop talking yeah, about that. Yeah, let's the Mets. talk. Let's not talk. Let's, uh, no, 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 to no, no, Phil's no, no. point, let's not cross those wires. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to put a and hex on, a on this goddamn note, team. Rangers, great start to the season. And if you thought I forgot, <laughs> you are stupid. So um, we got our trivia question. Are we going to answer? Are we all going to Yeah, you're all going to give your. I know what the answer is because I'm doing the trivia question. But you're all going to give your shot. I'm going to read it again. And if you looked it up, I dislike you. How many games did Henrik Lundqvist win when he was awarded the Vezina Trophy in the 2011-2012 NHL season? Now we got A. Phil's cheating. Phil's cheating. He's looking I'm it up. Cheating. Billy Bean's cheating. I'm not cheating. <laughs> Billy Bean's changing the rules. That's so, that's, that's so false. <laughs> we got A. He's banned. He's banned 40, from the show. 40, 40 wins. We got B. 39 wins. C. It's 38 just... wins. D, 37 wins. So 37 the margin of error here is so little. I'm, I'm going with 40. Dad's going with 40. Locked in. You know, honestly, I wanted to go with 42, but now I feel like now I feel like I can't because it's just I, I just wish that the answers were more all around the all around. I the know place. it just feels like a little uninspired. Okay, I, I'll go. I'll go with uh, 39. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, I feel you. What about you, Jack? I'm gonna go with 40. So we got two forties, one thirty-nine, and all I want to say is congratulations to our special guest Phil, <laughs> being the only one to get the wow, answer wow, right with wow. thirty-nine wins for Henrik Lundqvist. I will say I only guessed that because someone else had said forty. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the and he also of obviously was looking it up when we yeah, caught him looking at his phone. True. The margin of error is so little with that question. That is ridiculous. Just to 
another example of consistent cheating on his behalf as he cheated last night while we were playing Pictionary, changing the rules left and right. Because everybody knows Billy Bean was actually a rule maker in the MLB, <laughs> and he, he wrote the rules and changed them. And also cheated, apparently. Yeah, yeah he also cheated. Very frequently. Well, there was um, a lot of accusations flying last night. Yeah, I actually, actually, I was on my phone looking at Mets news, but we can we can table that. We'll talk about the Mets we on our next podcast. Mets, we should start a Mets, Mets podcast. podcast. It seems like we want to. Yeah, yeah it seems like really we we couldn't the have Mets any any loaded guns around, or yeah, it would be. <laughs> well, that's a too much misery. What else? Do we have anything else on the thing? No, I just wanted to say uh, to everybody. I know that uh, we've been, I've been getting emails. I must have had about. Uh, 200,000 emails in the inbox over the summer and we haven't had a podcast since last year. So uh, I want to promise everybody uh, that we will be back. We are back now stronger than ever. Um, Hopefully we're going to have Phil here contributing uh, as his schedule will allow. Uh, And uh, we're looking to come to you uh, uh, hopefully uh, monthly uh, going forward throughout the season. And if need be, uh, even more frequently, if yeah, the I mean, situation calls for it, or yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah. So, uh, if you have any thoughts or comments, uh, you could always email us at uh, nyrdna at gmail dot com. That's gmail dot com, and we'd be happy to hear. And uh, just don't use any profanity in the emails. And we never use profanity. We never podcast. use profanity. And, this is a family uh, podcast. It's a family podcast. We we share the same DNA, <laughs> as Lucas says very often. And uh, that's it from 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 my perspective. Yeah, I just wanted to tell everybody to stay tuned and uh, keep listening. All right. Any last words? That sounded bad. Like I was gonna. Any uh, send <laughs> any s- final remarks? Is- yes. Thank you. All right. Yeah, we'll see what the season uh, has in store. We'll try and get back to you if anything interesting happens, and we share the same DNA. <laughs> It's a pleasure to be here, everyone. Thank you all for listening. I look forward to being a member of this podcast going forward. Um, and thank you, three of you, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Well, you're welcome, Phil. Hopefully we get to see you some more, get you on the podcast some more. Um, and and all I time. keep thinking about as we exit is those two sweet sauce passes from Gautier today. Yeah. Mm, one mm, to mm. Loff and Panarin knocking it out of the air. If only Kreider put that one on the Michigan. That would have been... That would have been something. That would have been the cherry on been top. on Twitter. Okay. We're going to – so we don't just keep talking. Sign off. We're going to sign it off. Thank you for listening to NYRDNA. Uh, we'll be back shortly and hopefully more frequently. Remember, we share the same DNA. <laughs> <laughs>